Hello, friends. Welcome once again to everybody's favorite therapy-themed podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me, as always, is my favorite uh, online therapist, Therapy Jeff, a.k.a. Father to Josh, if you know, you know. Yeah, Josh, just to let you know, because maybe you don't know, is a dog. That's my. Dog. I was just going to not say anything and let people <laughs> think that you had an illegitimate love child out there. No, I mean, who knows? I might have an illegitimate love child maybe. out there. I, yeah, I don't think I do. I'm pretty sure I don't. Uh, Josh was with me uh, yesterday. Josh hurt his neck. No. Um, yeah, he was running. He was at the park and he was running for a ball. And there's like five other dogs that were also running for the for. And I think he like stepped in a little hole and his body went sideways a little bit. And he went, oh, and then he like oh, cried and ran Josh. to me. He's like, I got hurt. Uh, but then he like walked home and he was fine. And then we went home and he took a nap. But when he woke up from the nap, he like could not move his neck. And he was. This is the problem with dogs. I they know. Do, They can't feel pain the same way. And then they like do things. Because the excitement mm-hmm. and the the I know it like takes over, and you're like, Josh, you got to rest, buddy. It's got to take it easy. So then we had to go to the vet, and the vet was like, Okay, he's gonna be okay. It's just a neck strain. Here's some like doggy Advil, but he should be on rest for two weeks, just in case, you know. And oh my I was gosh, like, what are you gonna tell Josh. him? I, I told him, I was like, yeah, it's like, stop asking to go for a walk because you're hurt, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Exactly. Um, but I gave him the doggy Advil and it seemed to like really cure him. So I have given him a little, you know, walks here and there. Else he's like crazy if you don't give him exercise. Yeah. He's, he's a like, labradoodle. Yes. He's a labradoodle. He just turned seven, but he yeah, still has the energy. Oh, the puppy. seven is, an, is they're kind of like mellowing out, but that's a very active dog. They need to like run that's around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers, as they say. (laughs) He's going to be fine. He's a sensitive little baby. I do want to say I, was it last episode or the episode before? I think I, I asked you, like, do you ever have water or coffee on an airplane? And then I was like, make sure you don't. Oh yeah. Oh, I was very aware of that this time. I listened to that podcast called search engine and i didn't listen to the last five minutes of the episode and i (laughs) and since then my friend was like wait a second you Mm -hmm. actually it's okay to drink the water and i was like no it's not they're like well in the last five minutes they're like actually it's fine if you drink the water because it's not great but no water is good anyways and our body is used to it so i don't like that answer that's (laughs) like when they say there's an allowed amount of like urine particles exactly. in water. I'm like, okay, yes. but zero is better. <laughs> right. Like yeah. no disgusting water. I did look that on the last two flights I was on and, uh-huh. you know, even on my like sit in the very last row economy, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. flight, she was pouring from the uh, water bottle. But then I thought, what if she just is doing that for show and she just filled it up in like the bathroom? <laughs> yeah they're thoughts. probably yeah who knows i mean you yeah. never can be sure uh so it, i i feel like i scared a lot of people and if you want to you can drink the water or not drink that's your decision it's not, yeah. not up to me you know mm-hmm. what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right i always say that the reason i'm never sick is because i am a nail biter and i wish um, i could say former but i relapse every now and then it's really terrible hmm. i'm really Sorry. working on it I hope you do work on it. But how are I'm not you? On it at all. <laughs> uh, I am doing great. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like uh, this is a week where I'm like getting a lot of comp- a lot accomplished. I I'm co- you know back from my trip, met like physically here, but mentally still wish I was in Europe and am mm. trying to do everything I can to still stay on vacation. And I've told clients before. Uh, you know, when they're maybe even like dealing with feelings of depression or just sadness or kind of stuck in a rut, that one of the most helpful things for that is to plan a trip, even if you're not going to take it. And Mm. I think actually taking a trip and reminding myself like, oh my God, vacations are wonderful. Going away and like having a mental break is really needed. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so now I'm just like planning a million trips who knows if i'll actually take them but I'm having a yeah. lot of fun doing that you're more of a 
you would rather spend your money on experiences than things. Right? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Please. I've been doing my own yeah. bikini waxes since I was 15 because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not paying $50 for that. I got to save my money. Hell no. I'm Eli's mother says I'm very practical. Oh, that's good. Yes. I, but yeah. I will spend money on experiences and I do not hesitate. I was actually thinking about this in, mm. in, I was like, I wonder what therapy Jeff would say about this. I do not hesitate to spend money on other people hmm. at all. Like if another person is involved, if mm -hmm. it's something that I can get for them, mm. uh, no, no problem. I don't even worry about it. But if I am by myself or trying to do the same thing for me, I can come up with a thousand million reasons why I hmm. am either like, it's not even not deserving because that's not the belief. It's more mm -hmm. like I could go without. Hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean I should. Like I can rationally understand it, but it, there's this feeling of like, yeah, but you don't need that. Mm -hmm. but you don't need a lot of things. Is is uh, like spending money on people or like is gift giving one of your like love languages? Oh, yeah. 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 It's interesting that like you love people in that way, but you won't love yourself in the same I way. Maybe. What's up with yeah. that? But then I think it's probably just because I really want like the credit of getting them the perfect gift, which really like <laughs> when you boil is like a narcissistic and like self-centered interest. Like, is it even for no, them? We're all so, narcissistic. And yeah. I've tried to like really think about like be less of the showy person with the gift of like, hmm. open it, open it, you know, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I get too excited and I tell people what I get them. Oh my God. Like Susie's birthday is coming up and I got her such a good gift and I'm so excited about it. It's all I can do to not tell her, but <sighs> you know what I love to do? And I'm going to, maybe this will be like enjoyable for you, or maybe it'll be actually painful to do. Oh, so can't wait. Um, I'm a really good gift giver as well. It's maybe not my number one love language, but I do look forward to like, birthdays and anniversaries and holidays and what i do is if i was dating you sarah i would get yes. you three wonderful amazing gifts and i'd wrap them all up individually and then i'd say okay just looking at the boxes that i wrapped i'm already into choose... this this is already my favorite thing this is the best i no, I, I, I might wait, give a, wait I, I might it, sarah. overlook that you don't camp for this <laughs> Okay. Anyways, go I, on. I'll get you three gifts, put them on the table. You cannot touch them. You can only look at them, and you have to pick two of them, and one of them is going to get returned. Ah, I hate this. This is the worst <laughs> thing I ever heard. <laughs> and then you you go ahead and pick the two. I take oh the one, God. and I bring it back, and you never know <gasps> what that gift was. Do I get to shake it? No, you can't touch no, it. No, of course not. Why? Of course. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, Would okay. you enjoy that? or? Um. Yes. Because I like to think I am very good at guessing what or what's in boxes and can guess. I guessed what Eli got me, mm. and it was a standing mixer, one of those like you know Ooh, stand up mixer yeah, things. And I even guessed the other thing that came with it, this super heavy square. I was like, oh, that's a that's wow. a, one of those really fancy baking sheets because we were watching the Great British Baking Show oh. or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, and he told me that it's a gift that's for me, but also for him. And as soon as he said that, I was like, that's a stand mixer. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I have a, I, I like guessing that. And when the, I saw the size of the box, I'm like, that was the confirmation I needed. So okay. this might be the exact thing that Heck, I, the only, you could just pretend to do this and then just like m make up things and return all three of them. I just want to play the game. This is <laughs> the the only time it sort of backfired on me is when I like it was for my last girlfriend. I, I had three presents. I said you can only pick two, and she looked at it and she had like a panic attack and went to the oh. other room. She's like, I don't want any of them. Then I can't. There's no way I can make this choice. It's like, oh, they're all for you. No, all three are for you. It's okay, fun. sweetie. I think she like played me though. She yeah, was she able definitely to get... did. You walked right into yeah. that. Was she a therapist? No, she wasn't. Oh, just a she mommy. just okay. loved getting things. Okay, well that <laughs> yeah. she did. She got she it. Got all she the won. Things. Yeah, good for yeah, her. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. So you've used this, and 
mostly it's, with a positive reaction. It's usually like a really fun thing, but it's also yeah, it's like kind of excruciating. But it's 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 if you're gonna date me, you're gonna you should probably expect that. The, and sometimes I'll like wrap five gifts, and you can only pick one. This and is very just, fun. I love that I know that you don't know what those other gifts were, and then I can use them for another gift. It's yeah. great. It's yeah, great. It's fun. I like so think this. About it. Try it on I'm, Eli. I'm for this. I might. I. He would like this. Would he? Oh yeah. But He'd be don't. Into this. this is a great you, idea. You, you got to take that gift back. You cannot return it. I failed one time, and I feel like I failed myself. Don't do that. Don't okay. let them. So here mm-hmm. for his birthday, this is the trip mm-hmm. I was planning. We're gonna go mm-hmm. to Mexico. I got like mm-hmm. a crazy. I, I did one of those like airfare hack things, and like found it. Yeah, I found it. It's like mm-hmm. flying on Christmas Day or something like that. But so we're gonna go to Mexico. And maybe I could do it of like three activities because I want to do like an activity mm. on the day of his birthday, like go snorkeling or scuba dive or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I'll pick three things and then like book them all. You know, no, but the third one, one, like if he does, he can't do one of them. He can't do, but he has to watch you do it with another man. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the punishment. Uh, I, he might be into that. <laughs> If he likes to watch, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I just like when there's like a little twist, you know, on the gift giving part. So. I I like this, and it, it's a little bit of the adventure, like, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This yeah. is good. This is good for him and good for me. I don't know about you, but all these listener questions make me really want a glass <laughs> of wine. I get it. I get it. Is that so bad? No, I'm not judging you. No. It's, it's yeah, and back. I just it's got refreshing. back from Europe, which feels like mm. I mean, I'm like drinking at noon, and so is everybody else. <laughs> and when you're having like a nice white wine or like a white wine spritzer, like does it even really count? No, no, right. no. It's summertime, and summer is the freaking best. And uh, you know, it's time for like barbecues and mm. parties, and what goes better than that than a wine subscription. And I absolutely love my subscription to First Leaf because they make it super, super easy for me to stay in that Croatia European mindset (laughs) and try a whole bunch of delicious new wines. And it is very international. I have one coming to me from Mendoza, Argentina. And that happens to be one of the places that I went on the challenge and I went Mm. to a winery and I still like remember, but that was like on a TV show. And now I get to drink it at home by myself well not by myself that's terrible <laughs> with friends hopefully and uh you know it gets sent right to my door super right, convenient right, right. i'm a big huge fan and you guys have to check this out too yes yeah i i love that it's all priced lower than what you'd pay at oh a my wine God, it's store so it's it's don't even go what are you doing at the wine store don't go yeah, there you're exactly. wasting money yeah super no. cheap it's so cheap. It gets delivered right to you. And they can, they can like match, uh, you know, what you want it for, what you're going to eat it with. It's fantastic. It's amazing. And like, so, I don't know what kind I like if somebody were to just ask me that, but exactly. they have a little quiz that's like, mm-hmm. do you like the smell of coffee? Do you like this, this taste or this taste? And I, I know those things. And so they make it super easy and they handpick your first six boxes and they're going to send this to you for like, Almost zero dollars. <laughs> Basically zero, little more than zero dollars. Basically so, free. <laughs> to make sure that you've got great wine when you want it this summer, you've got to try First Leaf. Just head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash TCE to sign up and you'll get your first six hand curated bottles for just forty four ninety five. That's practically zero dollars. Right? Try firstleaf.com slash TCE. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash T-C-E to get your first six bottles for under $8 a bottle. Try com slash T-C-E. That's funny. I'm so glad you did the math on that because while you're busy spelling out first leaf, which well done, uh, I was doing the math on how much that comes out to. And I'm like, I know that that is like so yeah. inexpensive. $8. So, so there affordable. you go. You're welcome. What are we talking about today, Sarah? Ah, today is a listener question answering session. 
<laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to we're going to start out with a doozy that I don't yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I think we're going to try to figure out the answer together as we answer this question. Yeah, I will it's... say I did not pre-read a lot of these questions. Uh, this is kind mm. of a we're answering it in real time. Mm-hmm. You know, blind exactly. answering, I guess you probably I don't know what you call that. <laughs> making it up over here. Um but yeah, cuz cuz I didn't want to like read ahead on some of them and no. So let's just see what happens. So the first this question one I did because it was short. So okay, uh, this question is: the end of a long relationship was largely my fault. How do you cope with being the villain in someone else's narrative? That's a tough. But don't you feel like the farther away you get uh, from the relationship, the more perspective you have? Maybe the older and wiser you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, the easier it is to take accountability and maybe mm-hmm. look at your role in the mm-hmm. relationship. And then you start going like, oh my God, was it that bad? Or did I just make it really <laughs> terrible? Like I know it wasn't going to work, but I kind of like threw some lighter fluid on that mm-hmm. teeny tiny fire. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happens for sure. So who's it's, labeling you the villain? I think that's a very harsh word. Well, I mean, it's funny because I, I, when I read this question, I was thinking about, okay, have I experienced this? Yes. I don't know if you maybe would say that I was a villain, but I was definitely the bad guy. I, like, hurt somebody. They, they, they see me. They experienced me as, like, hurting them. But um, are you I the feel... bad guy for hurting? Like, wh- <laughs> that's – that – is I don't know. Go ahead. I love how you want to try to like reframe this in a I way do. where yeah. I want to, but let's say you did do something bad, right? Like uh, right. I was a villain in one of my stories because I cheated on my partner. You can just be like, okay, okay I was like, a cheater. Does that make them. you the villain? Is what I'm, like villain is such a, if we go around labeling ourselves, like I'm the villain, I feel like you're going to take that into the net. You're, you're mm, true. You're right. going to yeah. go into the next okay. relationship with a little bit of like a, what, well, I'm the villain and, and sure. You need to this, forgive yourself. You, know, you need to accept yeah. that you have done things that have hurt people, take accountability, all that stuff. However, I feel like the question is, sure. Maybe you can go on your own healing journey so that if you did do something bad and you did cause pain, you can learn from it, grow, evolve, be a better person because of it, apologize, whatever. However, <laughs> your ex still might see you as the bad person. So there's this part of me that wants to call up a handful of my exes that maybe see me in a negative light and be like, all right, what is your narrative of the relationship now? Do you still see me poorly? Can I do something to positively influence you? <laughs> like, yeah, if you just cheated just and they were doing nothing else, you're the villain. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that one go. And there's also, so there's also, if somebody does see you as a villain, a villain or the bad guy at the end of a relationship, sometimes that gives them like the strength to the anger to get the fuck out of the relationship. Yeah. Sometimes, a lot of times we look back on the relationship right after it ends and look, that fucking asshole. And I'm never going to get back together with them. I'm going to do, I'm going to be on my own or find somebody else. And it like yeah. launches you out of a relationship. That's fine. And that's okay. But there's some people out there that will always see you as the bad guy. How do you cope with that? Yeah. That's the question. Oh, man. You're right. And it, it, my first long-term boyfriend, the one that I was with on The Real World, and then I left to go Mm -hmm. do the challenges and be on Mm -hmm. reality television, I am definitely the Mm -hmm. villain in his story. And I feel like I was very dismissive of his feelings in mm-hmm. the breakup, like I, I was too smug, like too, like, mm-hmm. whoa, I'm free. I'm out of here kind of feeling mm-hmm. when I was the one who broke up with him. Like it was looking back, it was mean to do. And I wasn't able to label myself a, a villain then because I almost needed that time in my life to finally like start doing things for me and like grow a backbone because like I, mm-hmm. I just the swung the pendulum swung too far in the other direction. I overcorrected a little and mm-hmm. he was the victim uh of my 
I see. villainous ways. Yeah. So how do you? And I, and I really so feel bad you, about it. You feel bad about it, and that would be a really normal reaction. <laughs> like looking yeah. back on it and feeling bad or feeling guilty. Fine. Like there's there's not. That's okay. You can use that guilt to grow or understand yourself. It's a little too much, maybe, if you feel shame, right? I feel guilty because I did something that hurt somebody. I feel guilty about that thing. Shame is like, I did something to hurt somebody and I'm a horrible person because of it. That's when maybe it's going a bit too far. And that's when it's kind of like, well, you're a human that has flaws and imperfections. You're, you're like trying to get through life by not hurting anybody, but you're messy and you're just sort of bumbling your way through sometimes. And every now and then you're going to hurt somebody. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's going to be because you were clueless. Um, you didn't mean it sometimes because like you should have, uh, been more thoughtful and mindful and it's really your fault. Sometimes you had no idea that you actually did it. And it was just like your intentions were good, but the impact was negative. There's like, if you're going to be a human adult having relationships, you're going to hurt people. And there's a certain amount of acceptance that we have to have. Right. Yeah. That's that you, how do you cope with being the villain? Well, you, it's not all about reframing like everything is like all magical, but have like the first thought of, yeah, I did that thing and that didn't feel so good, which hopefully will then change our actions in the future. But then have that second thought with a little bit of acceptance and forgiveness to yourself of like, I'm a person. If we were to name five adjectives about anybody, there's going to be, you know, maybe like they're not all the best and everybody Mm -hmm. has different parts of them and it's okay if, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. You did something that makes you the quote unquote villain. I just feel like, okay, maybe villain is fair because even villains have like their villain origin story. And <laughs> they you went can through usually trauma. understand. Yeah. Hurt people, hurt so, people. Right. It's right. just like when people beat themselves up mm-hmm. and and label themselves these mm-hmm. things. I'm like, we, we're already getting that from yeah. all the messages everywhere. We don't need yeah. our own wise mind and in like, I don't know, internal voice to also be beating ourselves up. Yeah, exactly. I like when I'm dating people, if I'm meeting somebody new on a date and eventually they tell me about how they've hurt somebody or how Mm. they've been the quote unquote bad guy or Mm. villain, but they're using it to grow and understand themselves more Then you're being honest with me. I feel like I trust you more. You know, there's, there's rapport and, you know, respect that's in that. Uh, So embracing the fact that you're going to hurt people and, also trying to ask yourself, like, how much control do I have over this? You don't have control over how somebody's going to think of you. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can try. I mean, I feel compelled to reach out to an ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like, how do you think about me? What's going on? I want you to think about me in a good way. But I really don't have much control over that. Mm-hmm. She gets to think of me however she wants to think of me. If she decides to think of me as a villain, then that's probably how she needs to think of me. Um it's uncomfortable. So it's also about tolerating that uncomfortable feeling. And who among us hasn't done so? Like if you're the person yes. who's like, nope, not me. I'm never done. Then trust me. No. Yeah. You're the one who needs to take a long, hard look in the mirror more than anybody else. That's how that usually goes. Exactly. Yeah. So. I go the other direction where like I apologize for too much. And then that made it so a lot of people who were being uh, uh I don't know whose whose behaviors were were not okay. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like getting off the hook or or, or mm. getting a free pass because I was I was over. I don't know, like admitting to like not even admitting things, but like like yeah, I can understand how I my actions could have caused da, 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 uh, like taking all the responsibility. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I stopped doing that. Good for you, Sarah. Yeah, There's a balance to that. And that is. one, yeah, you can go really it back can't and forth always be because I'm hangry, Eli. <laughs> he's gonna roll his Takes eyes. Two at to that, tango. He sees that I'm yeah, saying it with a smile. That's what I'm saying about the villain thing. Like it does take two to tango. And what I was saying at the beginning of this conversation, like those thoughts that I have about man, how I remember how I responded in this situation. Like how much of this is like me who mm-hmm. had like something to do with it? It does take two to tango, but you know, yeah. you need, sometimes you need a new dance partner. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> okay, I hope we answered your question there. Yes. Uh, I don't know about you, but all these questions are making me thirsty. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very thirsty as well. What should we do? I know. I live in Denver, so I'm like dehydrated all the time. It comes with living at high altitude. And that's why liquid IV really is like my liquid IV. Like that stuff really is like just right in the old system. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know what I would do. It's going camping with me everywhere. You can pretty much open any little travel bag that I have. It floating around the house and my ADHD ass has a ton of those bags floating around and mm -hmm. uh, you will find some liquid IV and it is exactly the thing I need to keep me hydrated. Super easy. I just rip open the packet wherever I am, dump it in some water. And boom. There you go. Get hydrated three times better and faster than regular water. Uh, regular water is so like 2005. Nobody right. drinks regular water anymore. My new favorite flavors are white peach. It's robust and satisfying. Green grape, tart and crisp, and lemon lime, zesty and refreshing. Ooh, you're so good with like the flavors. That's always mm -hmm. what you like to like focus on. I, I like this. Flavors. I like this. It's it's it says that you're being like mindful and taking in like the the yes. you know time to like appreciate how it tastes. I'm exactly. just like gotta get hydrated. Gotta keep this hike going. <laughs> Down the hatch. No, I'm in it for the flavors and the flavors only. And it happens to keep me very hydrated throughout the day. So I feel like awake and alert and satisfied. So real people, real flavor, real hydrating. It is now sugar-free. So grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TCE at checkout. That is 20% off anything you order when you use the promo code TCE at liquidiv.com. Yes. I like to put them in my little, in my guest bathroom. So when people come over, like anywhere, like the guest room, you know, they're like, listen, nice I need to keep stuff. people hydrated. It's Denver. Everybody's struggling up here. I had no idea. Sarah, why don't you pick the next one? Oh, okay. Let's see. I'm going to go with this one. I broke up with my ex uh, one and a half years ago, and I've gone through multiple talking stages and, quote, situationships since then. I'm starting to feel so unlovable. Why does it never work out? It hurts a lot. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's also just... To go through multiple talking stages, and a talk, the talking stage is usually just sort of you're on the apps and you're talking, mm -hmm. and, and then it just sort of like doesn't go further than that. Some people mm -hmm. think that the talking stage can go through dates one, two, and three as well, but it's the very beginning stages of dating, and then just sort of like goes away or ghosts away. And then a situationship is just sort of a... Eh, it's kind of like a casual relationship, but there's no def like definition of the relationship. It's a, it might be a little chaotic or it might just be random and unpredictable or whatever. Um, it's just kind of like meeting your needs, but it doesn't turn into like a full on exclusive. Situationship to me is code hmm. for we are not communicating well. We're not communicating well. Maybe we're like banging, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, but if you're just banging, then just say we're just banging. Like a situationship. Why are we inventing new words? I'm not a big fan of that one. I'm Sarah sorry. Sarah says, stop inventing I words. I can't. We've had, yeah. there's, there's so many words out Just there. Just be clear. Be that, be clear. Sit, be clear it, with the words you already have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Am I being annoying for saying that? No. Is I, that being I like, really I'm like, old? Because I'm like, what you're is being, that word? You sound like an old head a little bit. Yeah. Do, but kind of. I yeah. love it. It looks good on you. Uh, but if so, you're going, yeah. if you're. If you're going through a bunch of situationships or failing talking stages, it you've probably are going through lots of little rejections, and they might, and they're sort of quote unquote little because they haven't like turned into anything really big. But those multiple rejections are fucking hard. That's one of the most difficult things about modern dating, especially because you could match with somebody. And then they don't message you, which is like, I guess, no big deal. Who knows what's going on? But it feels like a little tiny rejection. So there's all these micro rejections that build up while we're out there dating. And that is really difficult to experience. And sometimes you don't even understand. It sort of creeps up on you like burnout sort of creeps, creeps, creeps up on you. Like you don't even yeah. know that you're burnt out until you're just like, ugh. You don't know that you've been rejected a million times until you're just like, ugh, all these micro rejections. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, when they're which, starting to feel like there's a feeling uh, that you get when you pick up the phone and it's like to go open the message or go look uh, at it and it feels like a right. chore instead of something you're excited about. Yes. And that is a sign that it's time to take a little break maybe. That's the thing. So those micro-ejections lead to feelings of being unlovable, which this person is is feeling now. And then I feel so unlovable leads to it never works out for me, which is not true, but it feels true that it's never working out for you. So then if you're going into the apps and you're feeling unlovable and you feel like it doesn't work out for you, that's going to come off. Yes, that's it's sort an of energy, like a, a vibe that you put out. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so like Sarah's saying take a fucking break, dude. You know, like just go be single for whether it's a week or three weeks or even longer, just like get off those apps that are causing you to feel rejected all the time. It is not good for you. And then when you can get to a place where you're sort of curious, content, interested, maybe even like optimistic, positive belief systems, feeling playful, then go ahead and get back out there. Yeah. And you'll feel that way when the energy is is redirected towards meeting your own needs and doing things that make you feel good, not doing things that are to, I don't know, get the attraction of mm-hmm. somebody else who's looking mm-hmm. at the app. Now, I'm not usually one to click on the profile of people who send us questions. I like to kind of go in blind and not, you know, write fan fiction in my mind based on the photos I see. But I did have to know how old we were talking for our friend here. Mm-hmm. And would it change things if I told you she's just a little baby and only 20 years old? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? you feel so well. Why does it never work out? You just started. <laughs> You did just start. And that also maybe like brings a little bit more context. So they broke up with their ex one and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was their like first love or something. I, I I imagine that relationship was incredibly important and impactful. And and sometimes grieving takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we give the our first love or that big first relationship a lot more like influence or something or power over how we think. Uh, so there could be some grief that's still kind of there that maybe needs to let go. It seems like you're giving that like X a lot of power over it not working out for you now. Um, so yeah, and maybe that. even like looking for things to feel the same as that first love, which mm. it's a different kind of love, especially when we're thinking about it reflectively and and our memory mm-hmm. of that love, mm-hmm. and and it's mm-hmm. a little different. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like thinking when, about that favorite pair of jeans you had. And if you get those out of the <laughs> closet and you go try them on, you're like, oh, hell no. I mean, I had a pair that I had like saved for years from when I was on the, probably when I was the villain in that relationship. <laughs> sure. And I was, I thought I was so hot in those jeans. I put them on and they fit, but holy crap, was it terrible? I was like, <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. <laughs> I digress. Okay, maybe if you've been listening to our show for a long time, you can already guess one of my favorite things in the whole entire world is to give people advice and then take all the credit when it turns mm-hmm. out like successful and, you know, they have good results from it. And I have so many opportunities to do that with Nutrafol. Like people who are just friends of mine and like don't even listen to the podcast, like started using it. And I feel like in some way I am and we are the reason we're just spreading the message about how amazing it is. And number one dermatologist recommended hair regrowth, like formula. Mm-hmm. This is the stuff, man. Oh my God. This is the stuff. And I feel like for me, it's like, you're never too young just to kind of like preemptively use yeah. it to make sure that your hair keeps on coming in nice and Well, you got to do more work if then you lose it and then you got to get it back. Like we're just exactly. trying to like maintain a healthy environment for what you've got too. That's yeah. important. 
So this is me. I am a Jewish guy, and this is I'm talking to all my Jews out there. Just yeah. fucking start using it right now. Like we, there's so many like thinning hair in my family, but I've been using it for a very long time, and I have beautiful luscious hair. Right, Sarah? Yes. Yeah, and you know what? I think you bring up a very important point. Like a lot of people think thinning hair is just a male issue, or some people think maybe it's just a female issue. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Nutrafol gives you supplements that are you know, cater to like the needs that you have. There's mm-hmm. a different formula based on yeah. what you need. And it isn't like a one size fits all. And I really like that. So there you go. I really like it too. And I think yeah. that you all will like it. And if you want to support us, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code changes to save $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to us customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code changes. Uh, okay, next question. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm going to There's. I'm gonna read one here. So, okay. This person says, I've never been able to keep a relationship for the one-year mark. Even though I'm a perfect 12 out of 10, (laughs) I do know my flaws. Two of them are that I'm a poor communicator and I because I have a lack of transparency. uh, And I'm just used to my own company and haven't met anyone worth arguing with. Interesting. Plus, Mm -hmm. if I'm great being independently single, then why am I wasting my time arguing with someone about the dishes or the classic liking a girl's pic on Instagram? Bye-bye. How do you know whether to compromise or call it quits? Am I the problem? Uh I mean, how could you be the problem if you're a 12 out of 10? I mean. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That confidence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's interesting when someone comes out and says, I know exactly who I am and I know my flaws, but then in the next sentence tells me that they're poor communicators and lack transparency. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Poor communicator is a pretty big thing Mm -hmm. that you need to address. And also like they feel like they're – they're great at being independently single. Uh, and why would you waste time on someone uh, with like stupid ar- arguments, like cleaning the dishes or whatever? Like an, ar- it, a, a relationship is about those stupid fucking arguments. Oh my God. It, so many. You, you have to tolerate those stupid fucking arguments. And if you're just gonna be like, oh, this is a dumb argument about washing dishes or doing laundry or being on time or liking photos on Instagram, I don't want to deal with it. You do not have to deal with it, but you're probably going to be single. Totally. Um, And I can't think now that I think about it, I can't think of any relationship that we have or any interaction that we have with another person ongoing for a long time that doesn't involve some sort of communication, compromise and discussion, like learning how to argue. If you have a boss and you're, you, you know, you you have conflict at work. You got to yeah. learn how to communicate in that environment. You got to learn how to, the, it, it's, it is different in every, you know, situation like, but it's not that different. You know, if we're looking at like, it's really a struggle for you to communicate with friends over here and, and boyfriends over here. It's just, you want to live independently. And I don't know what the problem is. Everybody just like, they're not worth arguing with. Then you might, find yourself alone yeah exactly there needs to be a little more tolerance when it comes to stupid relationship problems like yeah. sarah said it kind of sounds like you don't need people yeah and and maybe if you want to be a little island and not have to need people then go ahead and do that we love that for your 12 out of 10 you can just be there for yourself yeah. all the time yeah um but if you're bad at communicating because you don't like to be transparent it's good that you know that flaw. It's a pretty big fucking flaw. Right. Uh, somebody who's not transparent, I won't trust. I can't. Uh, I feel like I'm going to want to hide shit, too. I feel like I don't really get to know them. I can't create like a really close, vulnerable, intimate relationship. There's something going on there, something weird. And I, you know. Yeah. You know, this is sounding a little bit like maybe that like disorganized attachment thing where there's a desire for closeness, but then there's Mm -hmm. like an, I don't need you Mm -hmm. kind of 
feeling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking from my own personal stories, uh, a year mark was about the mark for me when I was in relationships where I was trying to be like the cool go with the flow girlfriend who's like not, uh, uh, not communicating my boundaries or, or, um, following through with consequences and, uh-huh. and yeah. telling people what I need and just being like, yeah, sure. I like that. And then it's about a year that I can go. It's like three months and maybe like a honeymoon phase, six mm-hmm. months. And like, we're just becoming domestic partners here. And then what's my math? Like another three months of like white knuckling it yeah. of not speaking up and having a voice. And then you get to that place where it's just been a pressure cooker and it comes out as a fuck you I don't even need this and you never listen to me anyway and you don't understand me I'm better off alone and it's all from sacrificing mm-hmm. my own needs for months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah there you go okay well that answers that question uh I've got a good one for you let's hear it I had a flirty text exchange with somebody and I feel guilty should I tell my bf <sighs> Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't mean mm-hmm, like yes i mean mm-hmm, <laughs> as in like what are we gonna say uh it's uh-huh. i mean it's tough you know there's i feel like there's a lot of context that's missing here but i'll try to answer it anyways flirty text exchange you feel guilty should you tell your boyfriend i think first that there's like kind ahead. of like a golden rule here like if if you would want him to tell you if he were right. having that exchange and i would imagine also that your desire to tell him comes from a place of like wanting full transparency and wanting him to know that it's not something you would do again because if Mm -hmm. it were something that you wanted to like keep hidden and do again you wouldn't be like should i tell him i like you know right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's funny because if you if you and i are dating sarah and you're just sort of out there in the world doing your thing and you're getting coffee and the barista sort of making eyes at you and then you flirt with him i'm just like yeah yeah but if you're but if you're texting somebody deliberately mm-hmm. and flirting with them that's a real different mm-hmm. i'm not going to be like yeah i'm going to be like what is going on here it's it's so different flirting in person and flirting, it feels just more like I'm going to flirt with this person right. instead of in the moment. I look at things as coffee. like an energy exchange, right? Like it costs, right. I always like imagine myself as having like these, this like emotional bank account at the beginning of a day with these emotional dollars in it. And I look to spend that on people who also put money in my bank account. And they were like, mm-hmm. it's like an even exchange, or maybe some days I'm a little depleted and they give me a little more and other days I return the favor and blah, blah, blah. But if it feels like he's spending a lot of his emotional dollars mm-hmm. on that, te- or you're spending a lot of your emotional dollars, I should say on, you know, text messages with somebody else and not on him, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. That's going to be a little, do you think that she should take into consideration what her, mm. how her boyfriend is going to respond? Yes. Like, what if he's just like, okay, we're done. This right. isn't okay. Or what if right. he's like, okay, let's, that doesn't feel good. Let's talk about this. Um, right. I don't know if that should. What is he going to do better with the, in, like, what, what is, how well, is he going to benefit from the information? If you're at, if, if her actions are going to change, regardless of whether she tells him or doesn't. Mm-hmm. And she is committed to uh, maybe understanding why she was seeking that kind of attention or validation or whatever it was, kind mm-hmm. of explores that and looks to, mm-hmm. I don't know, improve the relationship through sure. this. I don't see any problem with not telling <laughs> There, So there's that's the classics, one of the classic ways to go, right? Where it seems like you might be wanting to tell your boyfriend so that you can relieve your guilt but you're going to be hurting him. So maybe you can feel that guilt, use it to grow and change and not do that anymore. Be like, great, that felt fucking shitty. I don't want to do that. So that's... Yeah, that is kind of like a, I need to tell you this so that I'm no longer carrying this emotion. Right, and it. yeah, we do think that if we ask certain questions or if we tell people certain things that somehow we're going to free ourselves from mm-hmm. the emotions that come with it. I think the same kind of goes in reverse when you are somebody, we talked about this in the 
infidelity episode, if you're mm-hmm. somebody who's been cheated on, there's right. this desire to like a- ask all the questions and like, you know, mm-hmm. have them tell you everything because you, you think it's going to make you feel better and it doesn't. So yeah, maybe, right. maybe uh, this is a, what do you do with an, this information thing? Should I tell the BF? Well, how would your, how is he going to benefit from you saying, telling? How's him? he going to benefit? But then like, what if you don't? Cause you're like, okay, this isn't going to benefit anybody. I'm just going to like resolve the guilt on my own. But then he finds out mm. there, that's the risk you're running, right? That is. And the cover up is worse than the crime. Right, Sarah? Mm-hmm. I would say that. Yeah. And also like your boyfriend doesn't have all of the information. We talked about this in the infidelity. Like maybe your boyfriend should know that like you've flirted with somebody so that he can figure out if he wants to be with somebody who has done some flirts. But the like I I I don't think anybody actually takes this advice, but what? it's advice that I give all the time, okay. which is I love this. <laughs> I I'm sure I've I've said it here before, but when you get into a relationship, when you define the relationship, your next question should be, what counts as a cheat? This, what should I tell you? Right? People do take that advice. I took that oh, advice. Good. That's what that 100%. I, Jeff, I took that advice before you and I met from Love you. Oh, this good. was, the, I think this was like how we all came to be over here. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Because that uh, I used like your five questions to ask. Mm-hmm. I didn't use it. Eli used it. And like one of our <laughs> second or third dates, like that's great. And we totally talked about what is and isn't. And mm-hmm. it's and, and so one of those necessary. questions should be, how do you feel if I flirt with somebody, whether it's yeah. in person or if I do it online or something like, yes. and should I tell you what information do you want me to tell you? And if you're dating me, and you flirted with someone and you feel guilty about it, don't fucking involve me. Figure that out on your own. I don't need to know. That's just me. It's not the right way, but it's the right way for me. So you all need to figure out. What are you thinking, Sarah? I'm thinking I I shouldn't know, but I want to know only so that I could then use that information to like (laughs) drag you over the coals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just forever. But that's not fair to do either. So don't tell me because I'll just make you – I'll just – I'll get really like high and mighty of like, well, I've never cheated. I mm. would never do that. And that is the mm-hmm. worst. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. <sighs> Shut up, Sarah. Anyways. <sighs> this is so I, we've like given lots of different sorts of answers and perspectives here. You're going to have to figure this out for yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Asking like what, what is the purpose for to, to what, and, Are you relieving your guilt? Yeah. Or have you agreed that like this is, this doesn't feel good and you mm-hmm. have agreed in, eh, with transparency and letting somebody know and letting your partner know, then go ahead and say something and let them know that you feel guilty and what you've learned and maybe even some context of how it happened. And also like, is it connected to something else in the relationship? Yeah. Why did this, why did you do that? Yeah. Um, are you not getting your needs met? Are you not feeling like you're connected? Are you feeling like you don't have power in the relationship? What do you want to break up? What, what's going on? And I bet in a good relationship, because if I came to Eli and I was like, I have to talk to you about this. I, this is killing me. I, have just been having a really, really tough week. I've been feeling like really down myself. Like you and I haven't been intimate for a while. I'm just saying that we totally get it on. We're fine. Uh, uh, but you know, for the conversation, like sure, we sure. haven't been in, intimate in a long time. And I just like, wasn't feeling good about myself or whatever. And like, you know, this guy was like talking to me and it felt, I don't know, good. And, and I maybe took it a little too far. And as soon as I did, I just had all these thoughts and all these feelings and it absolutely means nothing. And look at how I'm coming to you right now. And I do not want to do it again. And my heart just hurts because I love you more than anything. And I wouldn't want you to ever feel sad and da da da. He'd be like, okay. Uh huh. I love yeah. you. The right. end. You're and then I'd probably like cry. A... And then the whole thing. Sure. You're being vulnerable. You're being honest. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. So I think you can say it in a way that it's just talking about what happened, what you learned from it and what you're going to do in the future. As you guys know, I was just traveling and, uh, when I'm traveling, I am a rule follower actually all the time. I'm a rule follower. So I can't be bringing, you know, my weed and stuff like that Mm-mm. when I'm traveling, Mm-mm. I got to 
leave that stuff at home in Mile High City, Denver <laughs> over here. Right. And what do I go to if I'm looking to relax and like chill out and I don't want any of maybe like the, mm, I don't know, psychoactive feelings that come with THC? I mm-hmm. use my next Evo CBD and my little gummies. They're so easy. And those were my go-to on my trip. Mm. I doubled up on uh, travel days because I Did noticed you? that those are the days I didn't notice. Eli noticed and then was like, I'd like to raise your our awareness about how on travel days you get very anxious. What can we do to prevent this in the future? And I was like, give me that next Evo CBD gummy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they... You guys this, think like, I'm joking, but I actually took no. photo evidence to show you all. Anyways, She's go being on. honest. The, yeah. the stress CBD complex gummies are clinically proven to reduce stress up to 70%. Mm. No prescription needed. Oh my God. Uh, imagine what I would have been like on those days without the 70% you stress would have been reduction. 70% worse. Thank you, Nextevo. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Um, I like them because they just sort of like, whenever I take a Nextevo gummy... And I take the gummies because I love those the best. They just sort of like put me in this nice, mellow, chill, relaxed mood. And if I'm ever like a little anxious or worried about falling asleep because I have a thing that I have to wake up for in the morning, I take that gummy and then I don't have to worry about it at all. It puts me right to bed. It did work very well for putting Mm -hmm. me to sleep. And then Mm -hmm. I took it and Eli did not, even though I offered. And I don't want to brag, but we were flying (laughs) business class. And I fell asleep the one time I don't want to fall asleep. I mean, I had no jet lag. It was no problem, but that shit worked too well. (laughs) So we think that you should leave summer stress behind and upgrade your CBD. Go to nextevo.com slash changes to get 25% off plus a free bottle of premium pure CBD, which is a $50 value. You get, you can only limit that one per customer though. So don't get greedy. That's nextevo.com spelled N E X T E V O.com slash changes. And I'm telling you, if you're somebody who can't sleep that Mm. triple action CBD sleep stuff, you'll be out. I, I tried so hard. I was like, I want to watch these episodes and just binge watch TV for 12 hours straight. So bad. Couldn't do it. Out, out like a light. So there you go. There you go. You're welcome. Okay. Yeah. Next question is all right. What if people my... listen to this and they're like, <laughs> what? That didn't help me at all. You guys told me to do a little bit of everything. Well, that's how it goes, you know? The nice Book part about this, yeah. The nice part about this podcast is that. As a therapist, I'm not giving straightforward advice right. at all, but we get to do that here. It's the best. Yeah. And if it goes wrong, oh, well, I'm not yeah. your therapist. Uh, yeah. You're not paying me. So taking advice know. from a podcaster. Right. Like, what are you doing? Break, Talk right? to a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, okay. Oh, Next question so is, my partner and I have decided to break up and go no contact and we're going to revisit the relationship in three months to reassess our long-term compatibility following some therapy and self-work how can we know if getting back together is the right thing when the time comes in the meantime how can i deal with this pain and be secure enough to be sure of my decision when we revisit the relationship i'm hurting a lot and feel suddenly lost and incapable of my everyday responsibilities for the first time Oh, there's a lot of thoughts here. It's I can see Mm -hmm. even in just this question that so much of your mind is in the past of like things we can't control. And then a whole bunch of it is in the future, like trying to, you know, make the uh, what did you say the the to be sure of your decision. I mean, Mm -hmm. even just thinking that even just telling your brain, like, what can I do to be sure of, of this decision? That's so hard. Our brain is like never sure of a decision. We just have to do the best that we can in the moment with the information and like trust right right now us to do what feels good for right now. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been in the situation where you've said like, I'm going to take a, let's break up, take a break, revisit in three months or something you have. I mean, it wasn't three. it, It was a let's break up. Not break up, but like, let's, I moved out. I was Mm -hmm. living with my, well, he was my boyfriend at the time, but then we got married. Uh, But we broke up in between and I I was not going well. A month into moving in together, Mm -hmm. I was like, nope, got to get out. 
So I said, I need to get my own place again. It was probably like mm -hmm. six months or so. I don't know, a year. But I said, probably that year mark where I was like, no, nah, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> and I said, I got to get my own place. And so I said, like, let, let me just get my own place. And then we can like reassess the relationship. And then in doing so, and me like making that uh, mm. um, move towards like, I don't know, ending the relationship, he mm -hmm. took that as a, a cue to then break up with me. And, mm. and so the reassessment was a, we're breaking up. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, but then two years later, he came knocking at my door, <laughs> wanted to get back together. But I'll say this the part that, you know, and we talked about this because I asked him, like, what made you want to get back together? Like, you know, mm. we were apart for two years. What was it? And so much of what he would always refer to and tell other people, and you know, I heard this from friends even after we broke up, that he really was attracted to the independence that mm -hmm. I showed mm -hmm. during that breakup. Like when we were not together, how I was like, all right, time to, for me to live my life. And I just really put my own needs first. And as almost like a coping strategy of like, mm -hmm. well, I know he's going to be okay. So I got to prove that I'm going to be okay too. And I'm just going to mm. dump all my energy into me, me, me. And that helps you know, when you say like, how can I just be comfortable, like in this uncomfortable time? How can I get through this? Well, focus on you, do things for you rather than uh, what can I do to hold on to this relationship? Mm -hmm. Yes, know? I definitely support that. The, the problem, the pro I'm, a, I'm a guy that does not like a break. I'm just like, you're either together or you're not together. Um yeah, that but it that's didn't end me. well, Jeff. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons is because of this very thing that's happening with her yeah. is that you're stuck in purgatory. Yeah. Like, yes, you should do what Sarah is saying, where you just focus on yourself, like live your best life mm. and just move on, you know, but you can't do that when you know that you're going to be talking in three months. And also... I, I have no idea what your situation is, but I feel kind of confident saying that it's going to take a lot longer than three months to heal and yep. grow and do all yep. the shit. And it's going to take a year or two or more to actually And do that's that. only if she actually is quitting cold turkey right. and yeah. not engaging or going back or there's no connection because that three months, just that, that start mm -hmm. date gets pushed back. Every time you interact or engage because it's a drug, it's yeah. like those love hormones that are, I mean, you can't, can't trust them. You can't trust them. Right. And also That's like Sarah very good said, point. you know, the, one of the questions is how can we know if getting back together is going to be the right thing when the time comes, you're going to know when the time comes, right. uh, but it's going to be harder to know if it's only been three months because there hasn't been a lot of healing and growing and evolving and doing your own thing and then coming back. Um, a lot of times there's some really big problems in a relationship and it's, it's, it's very difficult to heal those things unless you have a lot of time mm -hmm. and you change your personality or you have big aha moments or you go to therapy for six months or a year or something. Mm -hmm. um, somebody typically is not going to change in three months. I just, that just doesn't fucking happen. Right. I want to believe that it does happen, but it well, typically it's, it's, does not. It, it can't because it's not long enough time to even recognize what the problem is, start working on it and then build a habit. Like there, mm -hmm. it has to be a repeated behavior. Like think about how long you spent practicing doing things the other way. Mm -hmm. It's going right. to take a little while to make a change. Yeah. So, you know. I, so this is, so I'm not saying don't get back together in three months, but if you're going to like revisit in three months, and you're going to get back together, don't pretend like you're different people now that has like worked on yourself long right. enough. Understand that you're going to be experiencing the same exact problems. And now you have to figure out how are you going to react to those differently? Are you going to accept those problems, address them with a different plan? Um, what's going to happen here? Uh, you might have different problems if you wait a year or two or five. Or, yeah. But let me tell Chances you, I had the though. same problems two years at, later <laughs> exactly. after being broke up when, when we got right. back together, same problems. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, 
this is mm-hmm. painful because you're in this weird purgatory of not being able to fully let go. So you're like stuck on grief and there's nothing you can do about it. You feel helpless and powerless because you actually are. Like if you knew that you were done, then maybe you could actually start moving through right. the grief. Don't keep the relationship of- on life support. Yeah, which it which Pull it is right now. Yeah. Oh, God. But I'm sorry, all that being said, what... I have done this. <laughs> like I have broken I've like ended a relationship and been like, okay, we're gonna talk in three months. No contact for three months. Mm-hmm. And that was that's always a stupid fucking thing for me to do, but I just I can't let go. I just can't let go yet. And sometimes I feel like I have to date that person in order to experience the same stupid fucking problems again and then really end it. We have to prove it to ourselves. We don't, exactly. it's like our mind. I was just saying this to somebody the other day. Our mind like doesn't trust itself. It's the same mm-hmm. way it goes. This smells terrible. Here, smell it. Like we need like <laughs> other people, like we, we don't trust it or like, uh, I don't know. It just is a very I know. untrustworthy thing. And the other thing I wanted to say, uh, I am a, uh, not a fan. I am absolutely not a fan of time constraints or time or expiration dates or anything. Anytime someone's like, yeah, I think it'll be six months from now, three months from now. Like, no, well, why are we doing that? What's going to be different? What Mm -hmm. is the big, like, how are things? It's the same problems again. Just break up. Instead of, yeah, just, just, and you're, you're being, you're scared and you're, and you're, yeah. uh, And you know what? Just break up. Clean slate, focus on you, do that mm-hmm. like I'm going to do me thing. And then if it is something that it is that is worth saving and there's like, you know, a strong foundation there and both people have changed and put in the energy and have like the agreed upon like mm-hmm. future that they're working towards, then heck, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Then you'll come back together. It's yes. cliche, but if you're supposed to end up together, right. you will. The universe will bring you back together and, yep. and trust in that. But in the meantime... If only to just like double down on the message <laughs> it was trying to send you the first time. Exactly. Yeah. I get it, universe. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, um, though. It's hard to let go. But just switch that energy towards you. I think that's, I don't know if you're going to listen to our advice, but this was amazing advice. (laughs) It's just, you might not be in the right headspace to hear it though. Yeah. Just be a little selfish. And I guarantee you, you have at least one friend who Mm. will support you and is totally in agreement with me on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you should be like that Mm -hmm. and call them and have, and, and ask them like where you should take yourself out to dinner. They, won't be like, oh, just make a microwave din- meal. Like, no, take yourself out somewhere nice. You deserve it. Treat yourself to a date. There yeah. you go. And keep listening to our show. Sarah, I gotta go. And we'll see you next time, then. <laughs> we have more questions, but we'll answer those. Oh, we have so many more. And if you guys have questions, keep sending them. We've got to run, but we'll answer more of those questions on the next This Changes Everything. Bye. Bye.